You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network as we continue our non-exclusive coverage of Lost, the television show. As we move forward into another episode from season three, the sixteenth episode of season three, to be precise, it is called "One of Us." One of us. One of us. Not three times, it's just called One of Us. Uh, it first aired on the 11th of April, 2007. It was written by Colton Cuse and Drew Goddard, directed by Jack on a Bender. That's his name, not on a Bender, but Jack on a... My jokes are falling flat already. We used them up already in the pre-show stuff, apparently. Uh, my name is Ben, and first thing I want to know is, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> and my name is Noah, and uh, you probably shouldn't have drunk that so fast, Ben. Iconic uh, one of us quotes from Lost. Uh, <laughs> one of the most quotable episodes in the history of Lost. Um, I don't mind this episode. I, I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion or not. I, I but This is, what, our second Juliet episode, and pretty good episodes, Juliet. I, I'm a Juliet fan. I like her, and I think kind of it's interesting to get these episodes on on characters that we clearly don't know a whole lot about and i know you've sort of brought it up a few times about how our regulars are getting a little bit stale with some of our flashbacks of late so it's always a little bit more intriguing is it not to uh have a flashback on somebody who we really know little to nothing about yeah uh well firstly i just want to apologize because much like claire uh, someone has activated a microchip in me, so I, I, if my voice is a little croaky, it's because uh, Ben's activated the microchip. Yep. Um, but this episode is not as um, not as good as not in Portland, Juliet's first one. Uh, she's definitely not getting stale. Yeah, and I think it's kind of cool to get a flashback on the island. We kind of had that with Claire last season, but this is really, besides Desmond's um, in season two, this is kind of the first time this has happened, just a traditional flashback on the island. Uh, It's kind of cool to see it pick up almost directly from not in Portland. Um, But, yeah, this this isn't just an okay episode. There's a lot of good stuff in it. I'm not a huge Juliet fan, but she, she definitely has some good stuff to work with here. I do think the flashback is probably stronger than the island stuff, but uh, just like some of the not-so-good episodes we've talked about in the past, uh, this show, even when it's at its worst, can just nail endings so well. They, they know how to do a good ending to an episode. Yeah, I mean, this is another one of those ones where it's like, holy crap. Um, and just, I really do like the Juliet character in a way that I've said a few times now, that you just you just keep guessing, is she good, is she bad? And it's just... I just Elizabeth Mitchell does it in such a manner that it's just it's so believable. Like we kind of had that with Ben last season, but I mean Michael Emerson can act anything, you know. Like I mean he's just he can act you out of life in general because he's just amazing. But yeah, I don't know if Elizabeth Mitchell gets as much credit as maybe she deserves because I just think she's just got a way of making you just believe her that she's good, and then you just get the ending of this episode. And you're like, holy fuck, this woman's evil. Like it's just. <laughs> It's just, it's just incredible. So um, I just want to praise Elizabeth Mitchell a lot because I like her and I like Juliet. So um, she's good. This is. Do you think she? Who's the best female actor on this show? We always talk about the Emily Duravans. 
Do you even ask that question seriously? Like, come on. <laughs> You, you you know that I love uh, Evangeline Lilly, and she's not bad, but she's not amazing. She, um, I mean, she. I think she's improved post-Lost. I mean, I think she's great in the Marvel films. Was the first geeks. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing I've noticed a lot in this rewatch is that there are definitely cracks in her acting ability, and I think <laughs> that... And that's just not just early season three that she's complained about. <laughs> um, too soon, Ben. But I think, yeah, like there's definitely moments where you think to yourself, like, oh, you know, she's a bit rough around the edges. But I mean, even Yunjin Kim is, but like there's definitely some moments when she's like, just, she just, I don't know if it's just her delivery in English. I don't know. I don't want to be mean or anything, but there's definitely some moments when she acts and you're like, oh, that's pretty bad. So maybe it is Elizabeth She Mitchell. can also be amazing. Yeah, she can be. Yunjin Kim. And Evangeline and Lee are inconsistent because yeah. sometimes they are really good. Um, maybe it is Evangeline. I, I'm sorry, uh, Evangeline. We just oh no no no. Uh, maybe it is um, Miss Mitchell. Elizabeth. She is pretty consistent. She's not on a Michael Emerson Terry Queen level, but she is good. Uh, I would I would put a vote up there for Mira Ferlin who plays mm. Russo because I think good she's point. damn good. But, what about Rose? Um, oh, well, she's great. Uh, you know I'm a Michelle Rodriguez fan. I don't think I'll ever put her in the best list of anything. No. But... I mean, Michelle Rodriguez <laughs> has the acting range of my finger. Like, I mean, she literally does not change in anything she's ever in. So, <laughs> <laughs> she's the Adam Sandler um, of Lost. Uh... Cynthia Watchers. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So, maybe it is Elizabeth Mitchell, but... Um, yeah, it's, I can't believe it's taken us three seasons to mention Adam Sandler. <laughs> when is his cameo in Lost? Hang on a minute. So I'm just going to find our checklist we started at the beginning. Mention Adam Sandler. Done. All right. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Never thought we'd be able to fit it into a, an episode. There we go. Uh, so maybe this episode's kind of one that we kind of do in... What, how do we do this? Because the flashbacks kind of intertwine a little bit more. This is a, like, Do we just do it in order? Like, How do you propose we do this? I feel like we can probably still do the flashback because it is such a big part of the episode. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think we can do it in order, but you're the boss. Am I? Um, well. Well, you're the one who edits the episode. True. Um, you think I would edit them better, but, um, you know, people still listen to this <laughs> crap. Uh, well, I'm going to, I mean, I do write notes for this episode, but I'm just going to base it on um, the lovely order that Lostpedia give, it, give us because they're so good and we love them. Um, so we'll start with a flashback then. So we've got Juliet pulling up to the gates of, uh, her new job with Rachel. Uh, what about Rachel? Vote for, for whoever plays Rachel as a consistent actress. She's not in it for that much. Is this her last episode? Do we see Rachel again? Uh, yeah, I believe it is her last episode. We see child Rachel in a flashback. Robin Weigart. The esteem. It's not the same if she's not bold. No, well, that's true. Um, Robin Weigart, who is best known for... Uh, well, she won a, she's got an Emmy nomination for being Deadwood. Well, good for you. La-di-da. Um, okay. Anyway. Uh, yep, well, they're here and they're showing up to their new job. And we... <laughs> This is really random. Completely off-topic almost. Because you mentioned it's at the last time we see her. I realised that Nikki and Paolo are so forgettable that a few weeks ago we didn't even eulogise them. 
<laughs> I know that it's completely random. But... Do we really have to? Uh... No, I, I don't want to do it now, but it is very funny in hindsight. I think we eulogised them enough forgot about in their episodes. I feel like... <laughs> that goes to show. I don't know why that came to me, but that, yeah. If you've been keeping track three weeks later. Yeah, all those complaint messages that we've received in the last two weeks. Why did you eulogise Nicky and Paolo? Sorry. <laughs> Everyone's really sorry. sorry. Just stop tweeting me at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's annoying. That was very off topic. I'm sorry. <laughs> You've been hanging on to that for three weeks. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, Ethan, we've got Ethan, um, William Maypother, our, our good friend here on the show. Yeah. Hello, William, if you're listening. Um, I still think you're evil, no matter what you said during that interview. Uh, and Richard is there as well. Hello, Jeff. Good to see you back. Um, and... They can't, uh, they can't go in together, basically, because of security. They've got to basically put her in a tinted van. Like, at this point, imagine if, like, you know, oh, Ben, hi, I want to be part of Survivor. I was great, cool, you know, fill in this form. And I'll just get into this van. You, you know, it's okay. Like, tinted windows. Like, he even admits afterwards when he's, like, trying to talk to her about it. Like, oh, we're not paying you that much. Like, it's <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so, yeah, so get in the van, says goodbye to, to Rachel, well, it's really sad, you know, boo-hoo, um, not gonna see her for six months, um, and we hear that the cancer's completely gone, and she's finally gonna have the baby, yay, and she's gonna, she promises that she'll be back before the birth of a baby, uh, meanwhile, Juliet, um, is signing all the, the papers, and this is, this place is called Herat, Her- Herat Aviation, how do I say that? Oh. <laughs> Mr. Lost Fan, come on. I don't know. Herat Herat Aviation. Uh at the gates of Mitalos Bioscience. So yep. Um and they're gonna take a vitals. And I just love how blatantly in front of Juliet Richard just pours in a packet of drugs into a glass <laughs> of orange juice and Juliet's like Doesn't care. And this is where Juliet's kinda of like, oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> She's like, oh, I was just tranquilized. I do like how just calmly they are about it. Like, this is this is a message to those <laughs> idiots who go out to bars and, like, you know, put pills in people's drinks. Act calm about it. Like, don't be all sus about it. Like, oh, would you like a drink? They might explain it. It might. Ex- like, come on, mate. If you explain it to someone, like, hey, I'm just going to pop a roofie in your, your drink so I can have my way with you. Oh, okay, that's fine. Well, well, well done. You know, there you go. I just... I just want to point out, uh, when she's going into the office, there's a, a guard there. Mm. Um, an air, they call him airport guard. <laughs> and uh, he has a theories page. No! <laughs> again, we've got uh, two two users on Lostpedia fighting with each other. <laughs> we've got one person say, here's one of the others, and he lives on the island. Then someone else has chimed in underneath. There is absolutely no evidence for this at all. (laughs) (laughs) Which, I mean, kind of defeats the purpose of a theory page. I feel like you don't need complete evidence if it's a theory. This is a wiki page where generally if you put something stupid up, people like an admin will just delete it, right? Like, I used to have a Ben Waterworth page on Wikipedia, promptly deleted, right? Like, surely somebody can edit... Are they they the Oz network of wikis? They just get so lazy they can't edit anything? They just put underneath it, like, (laughs) this is not correct. (laughs) Like, if I right now create a page on the Lostpedia page called Ben Waterworth, um, like, real name of airport guard, how long will that stay up there for? 
<laughs> I, I'll, I'll make sure I just tell you. <laughs> uh, what was it when we were doing Survivor Oz and we basically put on every single person's page on Survivor Wiki, favourite actor is Brad Pitt. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, good times and we had listeners. Um, but, yes, yeah, so she gets drugged, basically, um, and that, you know, you need to be asleep because the journey will be pretty intense. Uh, and then, again, Richard kind of just says, like, oh, you know, what are you doing this for? We're not paying you that much, and, you know, and basically you will do this and you will accomplish great things and help many people. Um, and then she says, I've already accepted a lot of unusual requests, and then just basically drinks down orange juice. Like, <laughs> One go. What is this? Like, why would you? There's no job in the world I would do. Well, okay, I could probably think of some jobs in the world I would do that for. But, like, some job like this. I don't care about people that much to help them to get drugged and taken away somewhere. Um, I don't know. Is that how you got to Korea? Yeah, I had to down the orange juice. <laughs> and that's that's the soju. That's where you see like a bunch of Koreans in when they come to New Zealand taking photos in front of uh, orange juice because they're you know oh, orange juice. Yeah. Um. So, but then, as your opening line was, uh, Ethan's like, you probably shouldn't have drunk that so fast. Um. She then wakes up and she's strapped in. Oh, it's just getting better for her. <laughs> <laughs> This would be you so know, freaky. It's only got her to blame. Yes. She got roofied knowingly, so she shouldn't be shocked when she wakes up tied up. <laughs> I mean, is this just like a common occurrence for her? She's like, oh, reminds me of college. <laughs> uh, like, uh, so yeah, she wakes up, but then, you know, just Richard just happens to be there. Um, oh, no, it was Ethan who just happens to be there. Sorry. Um, and they're like, oh, you'll be here. Like, we're here now. How convenient. And unties her. And then, oh, we had to strap you in because the last bit's a little bit bumpy. Yeah, I've just restrained you, like, this tightly on the uh, the bed. And I don't know how submarines work, but can you get a submarine from America to, like, near Fiji? I would assume one of those big-ass military ones would, but... Well, yeah, like a little mini one. And how is it bumpy? Like, water's only bumpy on the surface because of the wind. Like, if they're underwater, not going to be bumpy. <laughs> like, is there turbulence no, underwater? I don't think I would want to... I don't know anything about submarines. I've just uh, discovered not one thing about submarines. <laughs> well, you know one thing. They go underwater. There you go. I'm not a, I've never seen one. Haven't you? You've seen The World Is Not Enough? <laughs> Submarine. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Well, what do you know about submarine? They're a type of boat. <laughs> they go underwater. I looked up submarine facts and it said it's a type of watercraft. You fill it with water to make it sink and then you let the water out to make it raise with the ballast. Um, I've seen a submarine, I think. I think the one came to Hobart once, like one of those American ones, I think. Remember when all those American boats used to always come to Hobart? Or are you too young to remember that? Well, I've not seen a submarine. So. Well, yeah. No, I'm pretty sure we had a big submarine come. Back in the, like, 90s, I remember, we used to always have, like, an aircraft carrier would come, and it was really cool. Like, these American sailors just walking around Hobart. I had a friend once, and she basically was like, I'm going to go out and fuck an American sailor. And she did, and got pregnant and married them. So, uh, they're divorced now. So, that was love. Um, <laughs> hello to all our American military friends out there. Keep up the good work. Sailors. Sailors. <laughs> What's the Austin Powers thing? It's like... Oh, you know, we shouldn't use condoms. Well, they should. They go from port to port, the filthy buggers or something. Oh, was <laughs> when Mike Myers was funny. Uh, yeah, so um, she goes out of the submarine and, oh, look, she's in Hawaii. 
Um, just to brag as per usual, I've stood on that dock. I've seen that view that she's had, not out of a submarine though, but uh, go along to the... There wasn't a submarine there! <laughs> <laughs> Same lake they filmed uh, Jurassic World in when the big uh, the, the dinosaur jumps out of the water and eats the shark. Uh, it looks very similar, of course. You can see the actual... Uh, there's, a, there's a theory on the Lost page that the Mosasaurus was in that water when they filmed it. Um, <laughs> and then she meets Ben for the first time, and Ben... Welcome, hello, I'm Ben. That's... <laughs> good. He is so good. <laughs> he is so good. Oh, Ben. Like, uh, you. <laughs> just just literally in one word, like, well, three words, hello, I'm Ben, uh, just, like, owns the screen. Like, just think about how little he has to do there, Michael Emerson, right? In one <laughs> scene, compared to every scene Emily Duravan is in, in six seasons of Lost. <laughs> like, legitimately, <laughs> just... just He's the Michael Jordan of acting. He's just so gifted and the goat and amazing. And Emily DeRaven is the the Ben Waterworth <laughs> of acting. Like, just me playing basketball against Michael Jordan. Like, I would get my ass whooped. Hands down. I, I always like to torture myself by thinking how much he got paid for that one scene yeah. to say I am Ben. <laughs> Imagine, imagine, Compared to how much I'm getting paid. If he's like, a, he's a perfectionist. He's like, no, 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 that wasn't believable. Enough. Just do it again, do it again. Hello. I'm Ben. No, 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 Dustin. Oh, I can't get it right. Do it again. <laughs> he just literally wakes up yeah. out of bed, gets, oh, all right, what are we doing? All right, hello, I'm Ben. Okay, ready? Action. Hello, I'm Ben. Cool. Right, going back to my trailer. See you. Goodbye. <laughs> He's a hero. He, he, like, if you were walking down the street there in Korea and Michael Emerson walked towards you, what would you do? Hello, I'm Ben. <laughs> <laughs> he would just go. Oh, I bet, right. you, I bet you get that a lot. <laughs> I reckon I would full on hump his leg. Like I would legitimately go up to him and just hump his leg. That's how much he means to me. Uh, I'm very awkward around celebrities. I know you're so awkward around me all the time. <laughs> well, I've never, not really met many celebrities, but I imagine I would be awkward Who is the most and famous uncomfortable. And maybe he would say nothing. Who's the most famous person you've met? Uh... Well, I briefly exchanged some words with Beyonce's sister. Yeah, with that, yeah, true, yes. You were around. I, I danced uh, on stage with her. Yeah, all right, it's not a competition. <laughs> well, um, I would win. I mean, come on, I I hang in those circles. I, I would have said you were you won until I saw the dancing. <laughs> you lost <laughs> again. Going back to my uh, point of like me just being terrible at everything. Like, I'm the Emily DeRaven of life. Uh, Literally the Emily DeRabbit of podcast host That's me (laughs) She probably has a podcast (laughs) She'll probably get more listeners than us Imagine that like Hi everyone I'm Emily DeRabbit and welcome to my podcast Where I'm going to talk about eating paper (gasps) Oh my god Emily DeRabbit has a podcast Download, download, download (laughs) Yeah I think she's the most famous for this And I've met I'm I'm sure I've met some I just can't think You've engaged with survivors over Skype? Mm, Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> you leave Billy Garcia alone. I'm pretty sure you're more famous than some survivor people. Well, you know, probably. <laughs> Just, you know, to toot my own horn. Not really. Um, no, that was that was a good time, that falls. Beyonce's sister, and we met that guy with the uh, the buff behind the bar. That was yeah, he was fun. That was fun, and we had a good time. You performed at midnight, and I didn't come and watch you. So, <laughs> music, yeah, music, music, yes. 
<laughs> we were just talking about dancing. We don't want to confuse. <laughs> no, that was one man dance show. I am snug. Hear me I'm, roar. At midnight. <laughs> <laughs> Interpretive dance. You in a leotard. <laughs> I thought you said me and leotard. I'm like, who is that? He's the fifth. Who is ninja, leotard? Fifth Ninja Turtle. Um. Oh. <laughs> anyway, hello. I'm Ben. <laughs> One him and Emmy. <laughs> Probably. I'm a good actor too. Shut up, Emily. Um, meanwhile, we then see uh, somebody dying. Sabine, apparently. The Sabine. Sabine. Have we seen her before? Yeah. Does she have a page? She does. Sabine? <laughs> she's no, we've a... never seen her. Oh, she's got theories. Of course she does. <laughs> Sabine is Ethan's <laughs> wife. Ethan did look right at Juliet and say, she's dead, Juliet, almost as if he blamed her for Sabine's death. In Jack Meet Ethan, he mentioned that his pregnant wife died and the child didn't make it either. There's no reason to believe he was lying. (laughs) (laughs) Sassy Lostpedia. (laughs) I mean, he was lying about where he came from and who he is. We need to get William Maypoe back on the show right now. Get him on the line. (laughs) Was Sabine your wife? Answer the long lost question of Lost. (laughs) We need to know. (laughs) Can you get Tom Cruise on the line? Tom Cruise would know. (laughs) Sabine is the woman who Richard Alpert showed to Juliet before she came to the island. Juliet thought her uterus was one of the Septuagenarian women. Richard told her she was 26. (laughs) What? Uh, Sabine. What a name, Sabine. I like it. I'm not going to start talking about names anymore. We've gone down this path before. Um, (laughs) I was thinking of Bean. It's Sabine. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, she's dead. Sad. Uh, do we want to eulogize Sabine while we're here? We're just... <laughs> Sadder than Nicky and Carl. <laughs> uh, and Goodwin's there. Oh, we miss Goodwin. Um, and Ben. Really bringing out all the dead characters the last few weeks, haven't they? Yeah, they're really going out. Oh, I can't wait to Pablo and Nicky come back. Um, can't wait to Sabine. Yeah. <laughs> Long awaited Sabine. You know when they reboot Lost, it's just going to be all about Sabine. Like, what happened to her before she died? Um, Ben shows up again. Hello, I'm Ben. Um, And then Juliet um, basically saying, there's nothing really I can do. I think it happens at conception. The only way that I can uh, fix this is if I take somebody off the island. And Ben's just like, no. I I just love Ben's calmness, the way he's just like, no. Like, it's just... No. Again, give him an Emmy. Um... Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Somebody there wasn't happy that he got an Emmy. <laughs> Give him an Emmy back. It was Matthew Fox. <laughs> there he is. Finally, we found him. It's been four years. Calm down, Matthew. There's not a bus driver, Matthew. Okay. Put the fist down. Get yourself a snack and just calm down, okay? <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what Matthew Fox is doing He's right sleeping now. on me. <laughs> what, what would Matthew Fox's snack of choice be? Like a Dunkaroo or something? Or... Mm. Cracker, <laughs> cracker and cheese. Um, so Juliet's like, I need to go home, uh, and then Ben just basically like, your sister will be dead before then. The cancer is back, um, and then she's gonna, pr- and he promises her that we will save 
uh, Rachel's life and that he says that Jacob would take care of it himself and also mentions that Mikhail, 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 I can never say his name, is the one who found out that the cancer is back. So, um, a few name drops here. Uh, you think I name dropped? Jesus, Ben, Mikhail, Jacob. <laughs> um, but it's just like the manipulation of Ben, like just... He's sadistic. Jesus Christ. Um, but I still think... There's part of me that thinks maybe he... We see her good and healthy at the end, but do you think he's really telling the truth when uh, he says that she has cancer? I think that no, and I think that he knows it's gone or that she's in remission so that he can basically say, oh, it's back, then to be like, oh, it's cured. Yeah. So I, I think... Because of course they can lie with scans and all the things yeah. they show yeah. her. And we know that Ben is basically a fraud, and we see that more and more as the show goes on. So I think it's very believable to think that she never did get cancer again. And when we see her at the end, that's just like we saw her at the end when when Juliet said goodbye. Yeah, I just—I mean, I just assume that he's just using that to manipulate her. That it's—it's it's purely a case of. Oh, I can keep her in on that the case. Island. Extra sadistic. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I just think because I mean, Ben's in love with her, and you know, he has to do what he can to keep her on the island because I think that plays into the whole why the hell does Juliet stay? And this is why I think Juliet's such an interesting character because her beginning on the island is a case of I'm going here to do research, and we're going to find out in just a few moments that she's been there for three years. And it's kind of, you would think that after a while you'd kick up a bit of a stink about like, fuck, no, I want to go back. And then this also then, like, by the end of this episode, that she's been so manipulated and turned by Ben that she's willing to basically go undercover and do what she's going to be doing. Like, this is why, again, she's just such a unique character and how she kind of develops from leaving her home to go to the island to basically being an evil other. Like, and I know she's not ultim- ultimately an evil other, spoiler alert, but still, like, again, just so layered. She is the, the onion of the Lost characters. One of them. <laughs> the, the way the way that um, Ben keeps people on the island in a way that's so cruel and sadistic but in a way where they don't feel like they're being trapped Mm. and they don't feel like oh my god we're stuck here but he still manages to keep everyone is is pure madness and like this this place is a cult and he is the cult leader Mm. well it's like what um his daughter said a few weeks ago wasn't it when it's basically you know he's doing that thing where he tricks you into doing something you think it's your idea when it's actually his idea like that that to me is just the the epitome of a perfect villain be it in tv or movies and just like he we've said it before we'll say it again there's plenty more of him to come like all the good stuff's still really to come with him but arguably one of the greatest tv villains in the history of tv definitely top 10 tv villains and then in the history of just villains he has to be in the top 50 surely i feel like you see him on some lists and that, but I feel like he doesn't get the credit he deserves as an outright. Of course, there are some redeeming qualities, but he's still a villain, let's face it, even in season six. So oh, like, hands down a villain. I mean, you, you can't, like, it's it's not one of these things where it's like if you're looking at Walter White, you know, who by the end of it's a villain. But, like, I mean, it's kind of you've got so many layers of that. Ben's a villain. And, like, villains can have redeeming moments by still being a villain. 
Um, and I don't, I don't see him as anything more than a villain, even at the end. So yeah, but he's a villain. Well, he doesn't go in that church, does he? But... <laughs> he goes in the other one. But the, the way that he is so animated, but he never feels cartoony. Mm, yeah, is what makes him so good. He is an over-the-top Bond villain, but he never feels like he's not a person. It always feels like a living, breathing person. Well, this is my favourite type of villain, and it's kind of like Fring on Breaking Bad. It's kind of like that. They've just got that calmness and human aspect to them, but they can just snap at the click of a finger and just do the most sadistic things. And that, to me, is what makes such an intriguing villain because, you know, like, yeah, having a cartoon over-the-top villain can be great sometimes. I mean, you know, we're Bond fans. Some of the greatest villains in movies are that over-the-top cartoon villain, but it's just sometimes you just you want sort of a more grounded one who can still be a prick, and that's why, yeah, like, Ben is just is so good. You know, Fring in Breaking Bad is just so good, and, you know, we can list others, but they're just obviously two that come to mind, or one obviously coming to mind because we're talking about this show, but, yeah, I think it's just... Michael Emerson needs to be in more things. Like, it's just... Yeah, that, that's the moral of the story. It really but... is. Like, it's just it's just a travesty. Like, we literally were talking about this before the episode. Again, we will bring this up all the time. Get off Arrow, Michael Emerson. Like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if there's anything he should ever do, it's get off Arrow. Just, but... just no. Like, um... how have you not... I don't watch Game of Thrones, but how have you not ended up on Game of Thrones, for God's sake? <laughs> At least something respectable. Like, oh. Um... Um, I've never really liked the whole I'm in love with Juliet thing, though. Uh, I've always thought of... I think the character of Ben should be asexual or at least have no interest in in other people in that kind of connection other than his daughter. And uh, I wouldn't say it feels forced, but I've never been a big fan of, oh, Ben loves Juliet. I like the manipulation and all that. But I wish it could have been something more than like a simple like he has a crush on her type thing. I don't mind it to the point whereas I don't think they like they don't go too far with it. As in it's it's not like they end up together or they sleep together or something like that, you know what I mean? Like it's it's just it's kind of like he's in love with her, it's obviously not returned and just kind of he can use that as part of the way he goes about things, particularly with her. And I think kind of there's a level of attachment there that I think kind of always needs to be there with him having feelings for her. But I don't know. Like, I, I'm just... I'm not maybe that down on it. I think it's just... It's done in the right way for me. Well, she's banging a good one this week anyway. <laughs> well, we're about to see that because we're about to see a very naked Juliet, um, you know. <laughs> yeah, quite quite promiscuous for network TV. Got to say, like, I don't really look at Elizabeth Mitchell in that way. Like, I'm not saying she's unattractive. I'm, I'm just doesn't really do it for oh, me. She, she owned that. Though. But there, like... I'm looking. Um, and I'm also looking at Goodwin. Goodwin's looking pretty fine with no shirt on, too. I'm an equal opportunity perv. Like, you know. That, that ass. <laughs> and like, that Goodwin ass. Let, let's be honest. Goodwin, you know, a bit older than Juliet. So, you know, like, he's, he pulls all right with the ladies, old Goodwin. Um, Goodwin Stanhope. What a, what a name. Um, played, How old is Goodwin Stanhope? Well, Brett Cullen is uh, currently oh. 62, so this episode's... Grant right. Bowler. Yeah, well, yeah, I see it. So he would have been 50 at the time of this episode. So... All right, Goodwin's 50. 
Juliet is what? She would be in her 30s here, would she? Early 40s? Um, Lostpedia should tell us. Juliet Burke is... She is... Ageless. Also. Also known as Blondie. <laughs> uh, well, Elizabeth Mitchell... Her age. Normally it says their age. She would have been 37 when this episode aired, so 13 years between them. So, you go, good one. Like you and... Like you, nine years between Mallory and I. Come on, but it's close. Uh, <laughs> well, you were complimenting good ones. So I'm, I'm, I'm sensing a little bit of good one. Congratulatoryness <laughs> here. Been a bit arrogant this episode, haven't I? I need to tone it down. <laughs> <laughs> the shit's piling up in this episode a little bit. Tone it, tone it down. Tone yeah. it down, Ben. You know the Emily DeRavana <laughs> podcast. Come on. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna start up like like the Emily DeRavana School of Acting, the Ben Waterworth School of Podcasting. Um, come along, everyone. Learn about all the secret tips of becoming a successful podcast host. <laughs> and if you know any of those tips, please share them with me. <laughs> Let's have an open think tank now. Yeah. Everyone, ideas. Uh, yes, Noah, what do you think we could do to make money? Um, Buy a bit. Oh, okay. Yep. Got it. Sponsorship. Anything oh, that's else? new. Uh, Patreon. Oh, I'm writing this down. Good idea, Noah. <laughs> now, what websites would you use? Any examples? <laughs> oh, I would hate to think who's sponsoring the Oz Network. <laughs> I, I seriously, we. I mean, we we could be one of these shows where every you know five seconds download Audible and. You know, that, which I we, we, we might make ten cents a week, which is more than we're doing right now. <laughs> every week, I'm, gl- I'm I I will willingly promote your product. Like, <laughs> I mean, well, you attach Ben Wallace's name to it, it's gonna sell. <laughs> filter the product through me, and I'll de- I'll determine which ones you advertise and which ones not. Ben Wallace drinks but Coke. Most things we would do. Ninety percent of things we would do. Like just like I mean, you know, McDonald's. What a great organization McDonald's is. Go buy a Big Mac. It's great. Mm, Mac time. Da, 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 da. Uh, we'll just... We should just start doing ads, well, and mean... then eventually someone might pay. Us. Exactly. Like I, each week from now on, I think we just need to just get a a catalog. Advertise something else. But they still make catalogs, and just like you know, oh, here we go, Kmart. Look at the bargains here. Oh, <laughs> head into Kmart this week. You can buy a three pack of undies for ten bucks only at Kmart. <laughs> Uh, okay, we can try and uh, we can try and think of a new product to advertise each week, and eventually we might get a sponsorship. Well, we've been trying to do that on our movie recaps, where Colin and I have done the uh, the goal this year of trying to fit into every single episode. Um, I don't like sand; it's coarse and rough and irritating, and gets everywhere. So each week we need to come up advertise something. Like, I mean, where where do you find like uh, I don't know? Let's just Google something. Hottest deals. Let's see what we've got here. Um, this podcast is brought to you by pens. <laughs> <laughs> all right, hang on a second. Oh, let's, let's just Office Works. All right, let's go to Office Works. <laughs> What's on sale That's at Office Works right now? Uh, all right, here we go. Office Works lowest price. View products. All right, uh, folks. If you head into Office Works this week, you can buy the Toshiba One tele- Terabyte Kinevo Basics Portable Hard Drive for only sixty-eight dollars. That's right, sixty-eight dollars. Also, if you prefer the Toshiba X10 Portable SSD 120GB, only $77. And also, of course, if you need to print some of those files off those hard drives, you can buy yourself a Kiji 80 GSM A4 copy paper 500-sheet ream for only $3.75. That's it. Officeworks, 
Make bigger things happen. Officeworks.com.au <laughs> Is that their slogan? Apparently underneath their little <laughs> thing it says, make bigger things. That, that's a compliment to me. They're trying to make me happen. I like that. I feel like you're missing the tie-in here or something like, are you tired of stealing Bernard's cassette tapes for a, a, a mixtape for your loved one? Yes, no, you're right. Get the new terabyte hard drive. Fit all your favourite songs on. Got to be like one of those Cable shop- bang for revenge sex in no time. One of those bre- breakfast radio things where they're like, oh, you know, Noah, did you happen to drive along the Brooker Highway this morning? I sure did, Ben. Oh, wasn't petrol expensive? <laughs> Not when I went to Caltex. Oh, why is that, Ben? <laughs> if you mention the code Make word... Big things happen. The Oz Network, you get 10 cents off a litre. Wow, that's a bargain. <laughs> All right, I'm keeping this special page open and for the rest of this episode, I will try and segue in to things right now because if I knew how to do a good segue... I could laminate it, and if I could laminate it, I could do it on my J Burroughs A4 Home Laminator, which currently at Officeworks right now is only nineteen ninety-seven. A bargain. That's at officeworks.com.au. Make bigger things happen. Make bigger things happen. <laughs> We're selling out at the Oz Network. We need some fucking money, all right? <laughs> like, don't judge us. We're poor podcast hosts. Uh... <laughs> Uh, naked Goodwin. Uh, I mean Juliet. Um, <laughs> they're eating ice cream, and um, there's a knock at the door, and uh, Carl has developed some X-rays for her, and this is where we obviously find out that oh is no, that what Carl's job is <laughs> apparently. Is this the bit where he walk where she walks through the thing, and he's just like, "Hi, Juliet." Uh, <laughs> I'm glad that you mentioned that because there's a page for that guy. Oh, really? Is that, is that not Carl? Is that a different guy? No, that's another guy. His name is well, his page is called Other Dude, <laughs> but his name is actually Luke. Oh, Luke! Who's the fourth Luke? <laughs> <laughs> and he appears in five episodes, and his his picture for Luke is the biggest derp. <laughs> It's a light job. Um, so Luke has his own pay, and he's got theories. Uh, oh, God. Came, came to the island the same time as Juliet, and then someone else has piped in. Well, this seems unlikely since there was no one else on the sub. <laughs> <laughs> Could have some connection to Juliet, as both Luke and her seem to have some kind of martial arts competence. <laughs> And he could have some small relationship with Juliet because they're seen talking and laughing together. So there's your Luke theories. Oh. That seems unlikely because there was no one else on the sub. Oh, there's some weird theories. Uh, i tell you what, you know where I like to keep my weird theories, Noah? On my Verbatam 16 gigabyte store and go slide a USB flash drive. Currently only $6.98 at Officeworks. That's officeworks.com.au. Make bigger things happen. Uh, <laughs> See, it's seamless. Like, it just works perfectly. You can find... You go onto another website, like, I don't know, like, Coles or something like that. I don't want to cross-promote. I guarantee you, you can find something to to tie it in there. Um, So, yes, um, Juliet goes to see Ben, and this is when she finds out... Well, she she goes off at him, basically, about this cancer... Uh, and she, like, absolutely screams at him, like, Jesus, Elizabeth Mitchell, you go, girl. Uh, I do like that tie-in of, like, you said you could cure cancer. Why do you have cancer? Yeah, and but I love his reaction, too, when he's just like, he's like, I don't know. 
um, because that's what obviously we've seen already, isn't it? Kind of just this this shock that Ben gets when it comes to the fact that why is he got? Is that ever explained why he gets cancer? Well, people get cancer, but like on the island, because or is this just meant to be that whole challenging thing? Like, oh, is it really a miracle island? Yeah, I think like Ben's the one in the wheelchair and Locke's the one standing, as Locke said mm-hmm. later on. Oh, very deep, very deep. Uh, the, yeah, like Julie just absolutely going ballistic at her and begging for Ben to let her go home. And again, Ben just so calmly, no. <laughs> and just like Juliet crying at the kitchen. Uh, and I just love the way she slay it. Like, this is one of those intense scenes that it would be so cool to actually be in the room when they're filming it. Because just, you know, the bit where she like slams the water out of his hand and smashes it. Like, it all looks like it's done in one take. And just, just the intensity that these two have to bring to those characters to really get themselves fired up. And again, just just actors don't get enough credit sometimes when it comes to things like this. Because, you know, you think it's an easy job, but you try doing that. Like, I couldn't do that. <laughs> no, you couldn't. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's sad. <laughs> that was acting. See, it's not that hard. It, it really is sad. It makes the... That was my Ben Lyons. You know no, what it makes me want to do? It makes me want to call someone. And maybe I'll do that on my new LG K9 32GB unlocked smartphone black. Now only $177 from Officeworks. Officeworks. Make bigger things happen. Um, <laughs> and actually, you could probably even... Uh, if, you, if you opened it up, and I can tell you what, um, we could even tell you if it's available at a certain store. Let's have a look here. Let's see. Uh, are they available in Hobart right now? If you're listening to us in Hobart, which you're not, um, we can look there. That um, oh no, it's delivering to North Hobart. What? I want to see if it's available. <laughs> Stupid fucking Office Works. I mean, uh, the great website of Office Works make bigger things happen. Such <laughs> a great website. Um, so this is when we get back to our uh, the beginning of the season. Downtown. I like the kind when they do this. Like, yeah, familiar. So do I. Uh, isn't it when she pulled up in the van at the beginning of this episode? You hear downtown in the car as well. I think. Um, so we got the plane crash. Ben's out of the book club again, but then we sort of get the. Um, the the next bit after what we saw at the beginning. So they walk to the little hut with mm. Mikhail and this is I love this bit so much. We look at the screen and this is where basically Ben shows like oh, actually before Ben shows uh that Rachel's still around with the kid. But yeah, I actually like this too. We see the news footage of like the plane missing and then kind of Oh no, you missed the my favourite Ben moment of the episode. Oh what, don't shoot me or something like that. Yeah, you? we're approaching the house. Yeah. Don't shoot us. <laughs> and then we hear Mikhail's voice, hurry up then. <laughs> Sorry, I, I missed that, that bit. Yeah, no, that's a good bit. I, 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 this I, whole scene. Well, I, I like the news. I just like seeing the news reports kind of of what it would be like when this plane goes missing. And, I mean, it's it's kind of eerie in a way to think that, I mean, we've, we've seen something very similar with this in real life with the Malaysian one that's still missing. Again, uh, we're going to get the Malaysian six that are going to show up very soon, and it's going to be all very... It was in the news when they disappeared. It, well, it was, a lot. Um, well, what was in the news, did you say? Or Yeah. Like, on in actual 2004, or...? Yes, here we go. September 22nd, 2004, what happened? Take me back, dot <laughs> Um. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay, U.S. newspapers. Sorry, I, I thought you would feel the the loading time. Oh, but... sorry, sorry. It's I I would have better chance of doing that if I actually had a better modem, such as the TP-Link N300 wireless modem router TDW8961N, which is now only forty seven dollars from Officeworks. Officeworks makes bigger things happen. Okay, so the the front cover of the Reno Gazette Journal. Oh, steamed. Um, uh, oh, I need uh, I need to sign up to look at that. Okay, cut this whole section. From the... <laughs> oh well, I'm I'm going to go for what? What date is it? September twenty twenty second. All right, the, the the number one. Song. Oh, here we go. L A time. Oh, the L A's. Oh, okay. All right, what was the number one song? Um, I'm about to find out. You, you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, this is terrible. Okay, a man died from a fatal shooting in L.A. Oh, that never happens. Uh, not a lot was happening the day they disappeared. Uh, a second beheading was reported. Like in the world or like set as a just the second in okay, history? Okay, so <laughs> there's been a second American hostage in, an, what is it, Afghanistan? Oh, and, that, uh, was Iraq. that was all. Yep, yep, no, I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, not a lot was not a lot was going on. Wow, okay. Well, I can tell you the number one song uh, on that day was, um, well, actually, ooh, I've got a few here. Oh, look at this. Uh, if you're in the US, it was Goodies by Ciara and Petey Pablo. Yep, it's on your uh, iPod, I bet. Uh, if you're in the UK, it was Eric Pride's Call On Me. If you're in Australia, it was Maroon 5, She Will Be Loved. Canada, the number one song was Green Day, American Idiot. Uh, if you were in New Zealand, hello to where I live right now, the esteemed We Gonna Ride by Day Hamo was there. Uh, in Germany, it was Aventura Obsession. In Ireland, it was Brian McFadden Real to Me. And in Finland, it was Children of Bodom, Trashed, Lost, and Strung Out. <laughs> this was a bad segment. This is a terrible segment. Again, <laughs> we would edit these out if we cared. But again, the Emily DeRaven of podcasts. Let's not do uh, on this day again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, um, yeah, we see the news footage. Uh, and then Macau um, basically gives you... Uh, this is where Ben finds out the basics of the crash. Um, 324 people on board, wants detailed files on every single passenger, and then Macau's already onto it. Uh, I do like the mention when kind of Ben says something about, like, who knows, it could even be a pregnant lady on that flight. Um, and then, yeah... Don't you love Ben uh, Skyping with Richard? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden we... Got, Richard, zoom in. And then this is where they're in a playground and they zoom in. Jeez, are there not people in this playground seeing a creepy guy <laughs> zooming in? <laughs> Richard, <laughs> zooming in. And it's 2004, so it's not a phone camera either. So. I, I want to see, like, the, the footage of some guy going, Hey, hey, what are you doing? You, you, you have the camera, what are you doing? <laughs> He should be filming, uh, and then we just see a big guy come up, knock the camera out of Richard. Richard. <laughs> oh well, we lost Richard. <laughs> Richard with a camcorder zooming into children and playgrounds. <laughs> I know you're ageless. But... Yeah, come on, Richard. Like, I mean, I'm sure you could have done that like 1820, but like you know, in 2004, is... it's frowned upon. <laughs> this is really, uh, really sad. So this scene, oh, and yeah. everyone is acting so well, and the boy is called Julie, and it's just 
It's just so heartbreaking that she's been here for three years. She wants nothing but to get off the island. She's not been allowed to leave. Uh, and then seeing that her, her nephew is alive and well, and she's called him Julian, and Michael Emerson's acting is just amazing here. But, well, I want to I point yeah, out, Elizabeth this Mitchell's acting place. here is fantastic as well. well. she was good. <laughs> Breaking down, crying, and then just a bit when they cut the feed, and all of a sudden she's just like, no, no, and just wants to see it again. And, you know, she's seeing her, her nephew for the first time. So, uh, yeah, it's such a, such a great scene. Is there, the story is, there... is tragic. And yeah. all the survivor stories are tragic, let's be honest. But is there it's a, just there's not a page for Julian. I thought there would be. I mean, if there's one for freaking random airport <laughs> guy, <laughs> the theories for Julian. Um, um, I just the one thing. The one oh, there is. Does, Sorry to interrupt. There is one. Yep. I wouldn't say it irks me, but the line of "Thank you, Richard. You want to get back here as soon as we can." <laughs> We may have some new visitors. I find that a little cheesy, but nitpicking. I like here, Julian Carlson is Rachel's son and Juliet's nephew, who was born while Juliet was on the island. Juliet sees him for the first time in a video filmed by Richard, illegally, <laughs> showed her by Ben and McCall in the flame to prove to Juliet that Rachel was still alive and had successfully given birth to a boy. It is probable that he's named after Juliet. Unanswered questions. <laughs> who is the father? <laughs> you, have, you have to imagine, though, think of... Think of it from Rachel's point of view. Her sister was going away for six months, has not showed up three years later. Um, yeah. <laughs> she just doesn't care about Juliet. Yeah, fuck, that bitch is gone. I faked cancer. I didn't really have it. Like, oh, boo-hoo, I've got cancer. <laughs> I like the theories here. So, identity. Julian is Mrs. Arlen's son. Carlson sounds very similar to Arlen. What Carlson Arlen? Both children are the same age. Considering how common connections are between characters on the show, this could be likely. And then underneath, this just seems far-fetched. Also, the timeline... <laughs> this week, I lost Pretty and they're fighting with each other so much this week. We know from the Through the Looking Glass that it was 2007, so Julian would be around five years old. We know that Mrs. Arlenstein is eight, therefore the ages don't match up. Underneath, could he be David? No. Just looking at this from a standpoint, <laughs> it's an insult to the writer's hard work. <laughs> wow, they are really getting catty with each other these days on Lost Pretty. And then you've got Father... The sperm donor could be a Losty or an other, and underneath it, or Jacob could have impregnated her to convince Juliet. Underneath that, his father is Jacob. He impregnated her to lead Juliet to a possible candidate to the island. Yeah, Jacob just going around sleeping with random people. I am Jacob. Pull off your pants. Oh, my God. Uh, that's, 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 Lostpedia. I, I bet you there's actually here's a, here's a theory for you. Lost and Californication are in the same universe, and uh, the Hank Moody character is actually just Jacob going around Jacob. sleeping with people, including Maggie Grace, by the way. So there's a connection. Like Shannon's in there. Um, so, oh my goodness. Um, so we'll kind of end the flashback because I mean, there is another flashback, but it's going to be you kind of need to have that at the end, I guess. So. Um, anything to add before we, I guess, get back to the, uh, the, the island goodness? No, it's, it's a good flashback. I like the continuation and, um, I like having an on-island flashback. Um, just a pre-warning. I'm going to be very mad at Jack going forward. (laughs) When are you not? Um, our hero. Um, 
Kate say Jack and Juliet. Uh, meanwhile, in the present, are uh, getting firewood, and um, Jack and Kate go off together. And um, Jack basically explains a little bit to Kate. What what does it like Jack say when it's like you haven't really said anything? It's like, oh, I was away for a week, <laughs> and just like you know, just all <laughs> calm. Um, and I I love Saeed. Well, he heard about Richard's calm orange juice method. Yeah, <laughs> thought he would try it. Out. I just like I we're, we're kind of figuring out here that Saeed is just pointless basically from this point on. But, no, but I do like him in this. Yeah, I, I really like the fact that he's just staring at Juliet, and Juliet's like, "What?" <laughs> it's just like, "Why would you not answer our questions? Tell us about you." Um, well, he's got a point. Yeah, I like. I I completely agree. Like, I think at the end of last week, like he's you know like he's not coming with us. She's not coming with us, whatever. Um, but I do like the bit where it's like, um, where Juliet's like, oh, if I told you everything, you would kill me. And he's just like, what do you think will happen if you don't? It's like, ooh. <laughs> and then oh, our hero comes in. Like, I love Jack. Oh, but God. even this bit kind of annoys me. He's like, leave her alone. So- <laughs> she's under my She'll protection. She'll answer your when she's ready. <laughs> yeah, this bit's a bit like... I've just written Jack ass <laughs> all over my notes because I'm like... <laughs> What is? I get that he wants to bone her and that she's helped him, but they. I, I love this episode because the other, or the survivors are finally starting to call Jack out on his bullshit. Like later, when is it Saeed? Uh, you seem to be fighting with all of us, but defending all of them. It's either Saeed or Sawyer, and it's exactly true. Like, why is he defending her so much? He should be a little bit suspicious as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm not buying the end where I saw you, you, you want to get off of this island more than anyone. Doesn't mean she's good. Well, it's, it's, and it's, I think, it's somebody who's the leader and like, you know, for him to all of a sudden be buddy, buddy, I think everyone's got a, a right to be questioning him. Cause it's like, he has been away for a week or however long it's been. And Kate and that did see him playing football with Mr. Friendly and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, we did, and we just had this in real life with Trump and Russia. Like, I mean, it's kind of, there was a whole report released on that sort of stuff. And it's sort of, you know, of course you got right to see someone with the enemy. You Like if all of a sudden, like. Be you, a little suspicious. If I saw you on Ryan's podcast and you came back to me like, no, no, I was just hanging with him for like a day. Like, I'm going to be suspicious. Like it's happening again. Um, so, you know... He'll answer his questions when you're ready, ben, yes. when he's ready. Exactly. And I might do that by typing it up on my J Burroughs wireless keyboard and mouse. Only $17.88 in <laughs> Officeworks. Make bigger things happen. Um, that's actually quite cheap. That's a good deal. <laughs> I might get that. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> um, get me one. Yeah, we'll get three. It's that good. The bargains are that cheap. <laughs> The bargains are better at Hungry Jacks. Um, <laughs> Enter the promo code ALTS. Oh, <laughs> oh, I long for the day we have a promo code to get people a discount. Legally, we can't do that, but we can still advertise. Yeah, well, exactly. If you type in Oz Network and it doesn't give you a discount, not our fault. We tried. <laughs> to your computer, you just need a new one. <laughs> exactly. While you're there, Some buy a new computer. Make things happen. <laughs> you buy a new computer. Look at us getting office work some money. Uh, if Officeworks even makes like an extra dollar from this podcast, I want that dollar back. <laughs> <laughs> well, ten cents. We don't just get every dollar that they make. <laughs> they're, they're such a generous company, Officeworks. <laughs> All their profits helping, are just given back, helping to change lives, making bigger things happen, one pen at a time. 
Um, meanwhile, oh god, look, this episode's been pretty decent so far. But what can make it Claire better? <laughs> Classic. <laughs> and Aaron crying, our two favourite things in life. Aaron. Um, I love just Charlie. Like, Claire, Claire, what you doing? <laughs> I, didn't you hear him crying? Like, Charlie really but... not doing much. He's like, he didn't no, do anything last season. He's going to die in about five weeks. Spoiler alert. Like, you kind of, like, went on about how he's pointless last season. I'm going to say, I like Charlie, but, like, he's kind of annoying at the point where it's just like, you told me I was going to die. Like, what are you going to do with the baby? Like... <laughs> There's nothing else for him to do but get angry at other people. I'm going to be on Star Wars. Uh... <laughs> You know who he is. He's just going to be C-3PO's, like, brother or something like that. Um, <laughs> poor old classic. Oh. Was... Oh, no. Maybe she'll die. Uh, meanwhile, we cut back to... <laughs> if only. I love Saeed just chopping through the jungle angrily, like, angry Saeed. <laughs> chopping through things. Um, and they all sort of, uh, you know, not trusting Juliet. Uh, and then Juliet's sort of like, oh, I wonder how people are going to react when I get back to the beach. Um, <laughs> you thought... I'm sorry, I just have to read this of Lostpedia. I really do. Uh, Said violently ploughs his way through the jungle, annoyed at Jack, <laughs> siding with the enemy, while Jack and Juliet struggle to keep up. Neither Kate nor Saeed trust Jack's opinion of Juliet, and Juliet expresses concern over how the other survivors react to her presence. Jack tries to joke about the situation, but Juliet admits to being nervous. Claire wakes and looks sick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is maybe my funniest bit of the, my favourite bit of the episode because this just to me signifies Claire as a character because he's poor old Claire she's sick oh I'm sick and it's like you know has anyone got any aspirin or has anyone got any you know and then just, <laughs> Sawyer straight is like I will get some aspirin blondie and then within two <laughs> seconds he's Jack and everyone's like oh my god it's Jack and no one cares about Claire <laughs> Shut up, Jack's back. <laughs> I do yeah, that is funny, but I do love the reunion and oh, yeah. this is one of the last kind of beach we've been away, we're back reunions that the show will ever have. And they're always epic moments. I do I do like um you know what was the one with Michael? Michael's back! Michael <laughs> Like all of a sudden it's just like okay, well Jack is like the leader, our hero. But yeah, I, I love the little moment between Sawyer and Kate. Just that kind of look at each other and then they just hug and even the Jack and Sawyer moment, like Sawyer bro down. Shake hands and then a hug. It's like, ah, you two you love each other. But then of course, it wouldn't be a reunion or a happy moment without what the hell is she doing here? Um, that is great. Her just standing in the background, though. Yeah, um, and then of course we get uh, Hurley, everyone's favourite. <laughs> He's the one. Wait, who... Just you missed. Uh, also, my, you're missing my two favourite lines of the whole episode oh, this no. week, Ben. Please enlighten. <laughs> first, me, it, Noah. first it was Mikael, and then this time uh, my favourite line of the episode. Well, if it ain't three men and a baby, <laughs> I counted. I counted Hugo twice. <laughs> and when he, when, 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 um, am I jumping ahead? When he like, oh, is that next week when he's he calls um Kate Freckles or whatever? I thought you meant to use nicknames. Like you weren't here, so you weren't part of the deal. Or something. <laughs> That's next week, isn't it? I'm jumping way ahead. Um, so yeah, so Hurley's on the beach. Um, I love this. 
and kind of you know is questioning her and I, I do like the bit where <laughs> Hurley's like why weren't you on the dock when you uh, kidnapped us and electrocuted us and she's, she just I love that stare that um, Elizabeth Mitchell does and the way she's just like it was my day off um, <laughs> and then she's like you're over here to keep an eye on me and Hurley's just like yep um, <laughs> and then sort of brings up Ethan and it's like oh the last other was with us is Ethan and just oh. points over to where he's buried on the on the boon Booneral Hill or the Boone's Graveyard or wherever it's called. Um, and then, yeah, our hero Jack telling everyone, you know, Juliet was left behind and she can be trusted <laughs> and that she's now one of us. Uh, but uh, again, like, going back to... No one gives a shit about Claire, even though she's about to collapse <laughs> and make it all about her again. Um, <laughs> no one gives a shit about Locke. Where's Locke? Oh, he joined them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, bye, Gummy Joe. Poor old Gummy Joe. He's not been in this show for a long time now. I know. Jesus. He's big reveal about his father being on the island. Oh, well. <laughs> just ignore that. <laughs> Forget that ever happened. He was in last week, wasn't he? For like, they told me what you did. Okay, bye. Yeah. He was, briefly. Oh, anyway. Uh, but yeah, of course, Claire has to come in and make it all about her. Um, she collapses. <laughs> Um, and then, of course, this is where, you know, Juliet calls Kate over and, oh, I need to speak to Jack. And me. Why doesn't she just walk up to Jack? Like, I don't understand why she's like, get Jack for me. It's like, dude, just walk up to Jack. He's right there. Um, and it's like, I know what's wrong with Claire because I did it to her. Da, 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 da. Plot twist. Uh, and then we find out that, uh, pregnant women on the island always die because, um, they're attacking the fetus like it's something foreign and that... Ethan, we get sort of these flashbacks and kind of see a little bit more about Claire when she was kidnapped and that Ethan was there just to take blood uh, from Claire and to administer. The one thing I was thinking during that was season one was really, really good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When they were showing those clips. Oh, yeah, that was good. Um, That, yeah, so she was getting her medication through Ethan, Ethan to give to Claire and that um, it all went to shit, basically, when Hurley discovered... Bloody Hurley, ruining everything, <laughs> uh, that Ethan was not one of them. So Ethan went rogue and kidnapped Claire on his own initiative um, and without telling the others. Now, just to go back to the William Maypother interview that we had when uh, you know William Maypother was like, well, was I evil? Why do you think I was evil? Uh, the fact that you kidnapped her <laughs> on your own will, this, <laughs> you know... Uh, Kind of not a good thing to do. Uh, but, you know, evil people think they're good. I understand what he was trying to get out there. Um, and that basically Claire is suffering from withdrawal syndromes without the medica- medication. She needs it. And that um, she buried... Oh, well, Ethan had a spare stash of drugs near where they used to have the cave. Remember them, the caves? And uh, that they will go and get it. Uh, Juliet goes, it finds a case. And then all of a sudden Sawyer and um, Saeed show up because they've followed her. And they I do her. like uh, during the meeting before this when uh, everyone's saying they don't trust her and Jack says to trust her and then Sawyer suggests that we get our Iraqi onto her. <laughs> uh, torture. I and do I do like anymore. to say, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I'm retired. Well, that really... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I don't do that anymore. When did he decide he doesn't do that anymore? I don't know. He had an epiphany, worked up. 
spoke to Claire. He's done it quite a lot in the show so far. Have we ever? Here's a random thing for you. Like I, I, I like it on these TV shows. Like you have you, you know, your characters and the main ones that interact. But I do like it on a TV show when you'll get like two characters interact that don't often interact. When have we ever had Claire and Saeed hanging out? <laughs> well, do we need that? No, but like I'm just thinking, like, like you can think of so many of these characters. Like you know, when is Rose and Boone hung out? Like. Where is Rose? Yeah, where, where is Rose and Bernard? Again, Boone's been in this more this season than two characters <laughs> are alive still. We, we get a we get a mention of Bernard next week. Like I took it from Bernard. Yeah. Don't tell him. Like he's Phil Collins' best of. Um, I do I do like this scene though with like Saeed and Sawyer like questioning her, and then basically she you know shuts them down. Is like you know do I need to tell everyone about Basra Saeed and oh. You know, Sawyer, do I need to tell everyone about the man, the innocent man you killed the night before you left? How does she know about that? Does anyone know about that? Like, The that... others know everything. Okay, well, the others know but everything. I like that moment, but I also think, like, okay, sure, you've called them out, but that doesn't mean you should just still then let her go. Yeah, like, I... Yeah, that's okay, quite... we did these things, but, like, as soon as someone calls you out on something, Saeed, you're just going to start crying. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell everyone that. I'm ashamed. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. It is kind of odd. Like, what reason do they have? And they're like, they're kind of two grown men. I'm pretty sure they could take her. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, Saeed that, took yeah. on Sawyer. So, like, I mean, you know, I think they could. I do like the moment from Juliet. And yeah. It is badass, but it's still like, come on, man up a bit. Claire, what does she say? If you don't let me get this, Claire will die. I just want them to go. Oh, who cares? Well, that's why we're that's why we're stopping you. Um, Juliet comes back, gives uh, Claire the medicine. Hero Charlie's there to try and protect her, um, and a, the medication should go into effect within a couple of hours. Uh, oh. I do like the I do like the bit where Jack says, like, you know, um, I can't protect you if this doesn't work. And you'll be on your own. I do like kind of Juliet. Just like, I'm already on my own. Um, and then, oh, goody. Next minute, Claire's awake. Yay. Um, and Charlie's happy. <laughs> oh, sorry, according to Lostpedia, uh, they smile lovingly at each other. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so then next scene, Juliet's been um, told, well, Jack brings some blankets and some pillows and... Um, this is, yeah, the bit I think you mentioned it before when kind of Jack's like, oh, you know, eventually they will need some answers. And Juliet's like, why don't you need answers? And it's like, oh, I saw it in your eyes when that submarine blew up that you wanted off this island as much as possible. Um, but then we get this epic ending, Juliet tying up a shelter. And this is where we get the uh, other flashback, which I skipped over before. Oh, this is great. Where we've got Juliet uh, speaking with Ben uh, in his wheelchair. This has basically happened, uh, what, like 24 hours ago, essentially. Um, and, you know, says, go over the plan again. The Juliet says that she will take Caden to the jungle handcuffed together, pretending she's been left behind. Uh, and if she's discovered, she'll admit it, but claim she did it simply to gain the trust. Then once they get back to the camp... Um, Juliet will uh, set off the implant in Claire, making her uh, symptoms go in the next 48 hours so that by the time they get there, she will save Claire to gain everybody's trust and that um, the drugs have been planted at Ethan's old drop-off point for her to use. 
Uh, and then we see Ben giving her the gas mask just ahead, of course, of when they were gassed. And then Ben basically says, I will see you in a week. What an ending. Wow. And then we get, I love the way it ends, yeah. though, when you've got like that look on Juliet's face with that creepy music. Boom, <laughs> lost. Um, oh, so good. So, so good. Yeah, Lost, even on its worst episodes, know how to end an episode. But what makes this one so effective, despite the scene itself, which is really mysterious and like ominous, is that it just flips everything on its head. I wouldn't... It is a twist ending, but it's not like a t- traditional, oh, my God. But it, it kind of... It's the real... Is she, isn't she kind of thing throughout the whole episode and then she saves them so oh i guess she is good and then bang straight after like well actually this is all being part of her plan and she is still another and we still can't as viewers we can't trust her just it's so effective because we are with saeed sawyer everyone else where we don't know whether or not to trust her and even still we're not entirely sure because we have seen that she wants to get off the island badly like jack says but then we've also seen her with Ben. Uh, and then the whole see you in a week is amazing as well. So this is such an epic ending, which really ties the episode in together and ups it a lot. Um, the only thing I don't like about it, I, I think it's a bit too over the top of where well, Claire has the implant and we will <laughs> activate it. Like, I feel like that's a bit, that's a bit James Bondy or something. But... Uh, other than that, it's such an effective ending, and this show just continues to nail the end of their episode. Completely agree with everything you said. Um, trivia. Anagrams. Mitalos is an anagram for lost time. Hererat is an anagram for Earhart. Amelia Earhart was a famous <laughs> pilot who disappeared under no, mysterious circumstances over the Pacific. Um, there's a mention about Basra, submarine... Um, okay, this episode is rated TVPGLS. Okay, cool. Uh, the episode was originally titled The Truth About Lying and was to be Charlie-centric. This also happened with the season two episode Collision, which was promoted as being called Old Habits. Um, mm. A podcast rehash for the episode was released on April 16th, 2017. Um, this is the second and last Juliet-centric episode to come before a Desmond-centric episode as the other woman in season four, your favourite episode, follows a Desmond-centric, <laughs> The Constant. Also, Juliet's flashback at the start. Does that mean that you have one of the worst episodes followed by one of the best episodes? Wow. Um, good good two weeks there. Also, Juliet's flashback at the start of The Tale of Two Cities follows Desmond flashbacks in season two finale, Live Together, Die Alone, part two. Um, 20-48, more than half of the episode's running time is spent on flashbacks. Uh, okay. Um, there's a bunch of other things. Oh, <laughs> bloopers and continuity errors. Claire asks if anyone has any aspirin. The term is American and not Australian. She would have oh. likely have asked for Panadol or Paracetamol. The generic term aspirin is not part of Australian culture. However, it is possible that Claire yeah. adopted the phrase from other su- survivors. I've known people to say, hey, have you got any aspirin a- in Australia? <laughs> yeah, like people have yeah. said that in Australia. Jesus. Delete that. Fucking idiots. Like, <laughs> racist. <laughs> it's Australians. <laughs> pretending She's you know. She's the only Australian who loves aspirin. 
Uh, there's a, there's a line next week actually that I'm going to question. Like from the only Australian that likes peanut butter. To next week, everyone loves marshmallows. Not true. I don't like marshmallows. Hurley, shut up. <laughs> um, any questions or answers in this episode? Uh, no. I feel like I feel like if anything, it's made things more confusing this week. <laughs> so it's just basically, what the fuck is going on? Um, yeah. Sure. All right. So I'll just put none. Uh, why is Nathan Fillion in movies? Still can't answer that one. <laughs> um, all right. Cool. So uh, what are we doing with this episode, Sir Noah? I think this one is a solid rent. Um, it's not an all-time classic episode of Lost. Uh, but even without the ending, it's pretty entertaining seeing people mistrust jack and half the episode is flashbacks and those bits are really interesting and fun to watch seeing ethan and goodwin back and richard and mikhail um and sadistic ben not letting juliet leave so even if we're not sure she's evil we still sympathize heavily with her because it's such a heartbreaking story um so it's not as good as not in portland juliet's first episode but it's definitely better than Juliet's next episode. Um, and, yeah, it's a solid all-round middle-of-the-road episode lost. You can chuck it on, be really entertained. Got some good stuff going on here. I am going to buy it. I enjoy it. I think it. Um, it's just an enjoyable episode. I, I agree with everything you said, but I think the ending vaults it up for me. I think it's got some great performances, particularly from Elizabeth Mitchell and obviously Michael Emerson in it too. And I, in no way am I bored or not liking anything in this episode except for Claire being sick. But even then, it's kind of like she's <laughs> unconscious most of the time, so it's fine. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to buy it. And I've put this at number 28 out of uh, 66, including rating next week's episode. So, um, Where did you sandwich it? I always wanted to It know is that. just below dot, dot, dot in translation. And just ahead of a lockdown. I would tell you my thing, but it's on my old computer and I don't have it on my new computer, which you may think I'm joking, but my new computer was purchased online from Officeworks Make Bigger Things Happen. So that's why I don't have my list. And that is not a joke. I sincerely wholeheartedly did buy it online. Make Bigger Things Happen. And they sent it to you in Korea. Uh, 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 no, but that's, that's a boring story that is not interesting, and we've already wasted too much. Oh, well, I'm going to put that in my theories, like my questions, like how did no one get How did you get the laptop? Um, I have this as my fifth lowest buy, so uh, there are actually only four buys below it. So then we get into the rent category, so there you go. Uh, next week, uh, it's a Desmond episode, yay! But is it an exciting one? It's Catch Twenty Two. Uh, I don't mind next week's episode. I think it's kind of next week's kind of very similar to this week. It's there's not really anything bad in it. It's just kind of it's pretty decent. I mean, every Desmond episode I think is kind of good. I've always wanted to know why he calls people brother. Like it's 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 very important, and I've always wanted to know that he was engaged to a twelve year old. Um, so. Yeah, the girl that he's engaged to looks so young. Like, I do not believe for a second that woman's of age. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I echo most of your sentiments. Oh, um, it's There's nothing overly bad about it, but in terms of Desmond episodes, which there are so many good ones, it's it's down there. But there's there's some good stuff going on next week. 
I think some of the island stuff's great. We get um, one of my favourite random little moments of Jin telling campfires. <laughs> Jin's so excited to go camping. I just love excitable camping Jim. Jin. Um, <laughs> calling Jim when he goes camping. So, and, But I think it'll, it really starts us on a path for the closing of this season when we've got our... Uh, yeah parachute on the island so uh that's uh catch 22 in the meantime you can like us on facebook follow us on twitter subscribe on all the relevant channels visit officeworks.com.au make bigger things happen where you can buy great things such as an essential backpack blue only five dollars this week at officeworks make bigger things happen and uh subscribe we're on uh itunes google podcasts spotify stitcher myspace uh, probably I don't know um, and leave us a rating on there I'd give us about a three this episode I think would have given us a four but then we had that really awkwardly long segment about on this day which kind of <laughs> weighed it down a little bit and I was also a little bit too arrogant this episode which I'm not really like I'm good but I'm not that good so you know just the so shit. two stars now that you mentioned oh uh, yeah maybe two you know fair fair call fair call uh, but thanks for listening in uh, until next week my name is Ben and remember to pick up your Philips twenty seven inch FHD IPS monitor from Officeworks running $248 where bigger things happen. Make bigger... Just fucking go to Officeworks, people. <laughs> My name is Nora and enter the promo code OZ and see what happens. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net. <laughs> <laughs>